I'm going to chat with you while I'm I'm up here. Uh, a couple years ago, I had the opportunity to um, worship with a Methodist congregation um, on Rendova Island. Um, which is located just off Guadalcanal in the Solomon Islands. And the people who invited us said, we said, you know, well, we want, want to be sure to be there, you know, when church starts. And they said, no, you don't. And I said, huh? The singing starts at 8 o'clock. Sunday school starts at 9.30, and worship may or may not start at 10.30 or 11, okay? They kept a very precise schedule. And then they broke for lunch, okay? And then they had evening worship. The traditional greeting for this morning is Christ is risen. And the traditional response is he is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. That sounds better. Would you please? Good morning and happy Easter. Good morning. If able, well, I don't know. Let's look at announcements for a quick minute here. Stay for breakfast. Oh, yes, there'll be plenty of food. Whether you brought or not, don't let that stop you. Um, a couple new announcements in there I want to highlight. We have interest to have a crochet group. So if any of you are crocheters and would like to get together with other folks who are crocheting, let me know. Um, we're trying to get something going. And um, also, there's an ARC encounter going. Oh, we don't have the date. In September, thank you. Um, it's going to be in September. From Local travel agent and Adrian is going to put it on. So if you're interested, it's definitely well worth a trip down there to see it. It's, it's a once in a lifetime experience, definitely. And thank you to all of you that. Uh, Purchased our beautiful flowers this morning. Gorgeous. And feel free to take them home with you when you leave. If you are able, oh, you have an announcement? No, I've got Anybody else with an announcement? All right, let's begin our worship. If you are able, please stand for our call to worship. Out of the darkness, out of grief and despair, comes new hope. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We run to the tomb to see for ourselves. It is true. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We hear a voice call our name. We know it is Jesus, our Lord and Christ. He is with us now and always. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Thanks be to God. 
And our first song is uh, page 7010, 702, <laughs> Sing With All the Saints. Before you sit down, offer greetings. <laughs> Feels weird not having anybody behind us. Yes, yeah, really is. <laughs>
My apologies. I'm still running late. I am here. Mostly. So glad you are here. Please do hear that. So glad you are here. Um, there's, there are those among us who are going through a great deal. There are those that we know and love who are going through a great deal. Amongst the things that Resurrection Sunday reminds us of is life and its troubles don't have the last word. That God is bigger than life. And we forget that. It's ever so easy to forget it. You know, preachers tend to have similar problems to you all. Okay? Plus, when folk have trouble, they think that the preacher has, has answers. And um, this, week it, this week it was a person who thought that Mike wa- was accountant, attorney, and uh, financial planner. Okay. And the week included a trip to the bank and a trip to the attorney's office that weren't mine. (laughs) Okay. I got a message just yesterday from, from one of my cousins that one of our other cousins is going through a really rough divorce. Okay. Folk have job problems. Even the ones that have jobs. And it's just life. God isn't out to get us. It's just life. Resurrection tells us that God is bigger than life. And we need to remember that. We're the church because we need each other to remind us that we're not alone. And that God is with us. All we need to do is look and listen. There are prayer requests. Okay. Life restarted on Easter. It was a new beginning. The Apostle Paul went so far as to say, All creation restarted. 
the moment that the tomb opened. Let's reach for the new start. Shall we pray? Blessed Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you did not take the easy way out. Thank you that you did what is right. What is right is to get past ourselves and be there for others as we all go together to the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus, you never ask anyone to do anything that you hadn't already done. You went first. And that is what you did with resurrection. Many of us are in places where our worlds need to start over. Help us to grasp the promise of the resurrection that we can have a new start. Life sometimes takes odd twists and turns. You never leave us alone. Somehow, some way, oh God, you weave all of us together into new life. You ask that we cooperate with you and we help each other. Thank you for resurrection. Thank you that you, Lord Jesus, are alive and with us this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are still working the miracle of the kingdom. It is for that kingdom we pray when we voice Join our voices together in the words you taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment for silent prayer to listen to God when God speaks? Amen. Please join me in the unison prayer for resurrection morning. Lord, send us a surprise. 
Send one that catches us off guard. Send one that makes us wonder. Send one that breaks up our old life and gives us a new one. Send us a morning that looks too good to be true. Send us light when the night seems too long. Send us spring when the cold and frozen season feels endless. Send us a new idea and vision when our minds and lives are empty. Send us a meaningful thing to do when we are just waiting around. Send us new friends when we are alone. Send us courage when we are afraid. Send us calm and peace when the storm rages in our lives. Send us your resurrection when everything looks dead and buried and hopeless. Amen. And then next we'll do the anthem and Easter affirmation. He was dead and buried. His followers were scattered in hopeless despair. God raised him from the dead and gave him power over the whole world. He is alive and with us today. So we say, Jesus rules. He has been from the beginning and will be until the end. Today he rules. He rules over everything, society, politics, economics, the world, the church, our families, and each of our lives. His love is our power. He wants our loyalty. He sets us free from all things that chain us. We can know joy and peace. Resurrection power joins us with the risen Jesus. We can be fearless. Amen. And please stand for the Gloria if you're able. seated and if the children will come forward that would be good <laughs> happy easter you got your Easter clothes on? Hi. Come on up. My wife actually told me I look handsome this morning. No. <laughs> I'll be honest. No, she wasn't. <laughs> and she said it out loud. The hat is back. Did you have any? Oh, I don't think the frog's in there, Wally. 
Sorry. Did you get an Easter basket? Yeah. Did you have Easter eggs in it? Yeah. You didn't? Uh-oh. Does that mean does that mean that you did something so you wouldn't get one? Okay, I won't ask any more questions. <laughs> okay. I learned something. All right. Have you seen an Easter egg this year? Yeah. Easter eggs are This one isn't. Okay. This one isn't. Whoop. I put my foot in my hat. Eggs. You got Easter shoes. Cool. I like those. Anybody else have Easter shoes? Oh, yeah. Excellent. Easter eggs, okay, have been around for a long time. Yes, they can't. Wally, do you like chocolate? Okay. I like chocolate too. Easter egg has lots of meanings. Okay, one of the things about big people is they often disagree with each other. You haven't noticed that, have you? I'm going to paint You're going to paint them when you get home? Cool. Okay. One of the reasons for coloring eggs is to make them special. There was a time when, before Easter, people didn't eat eggs. I don't know if you heard big people talk about Lent. They saved eggs to color them. Yeah, they saved them to color them. But one of the rules of Lent used to be no meat, no eggs. I got mine. I got mine. Did you? That's where this one came from. They used to come from chickens. There are there there is a re this. I'm going to talk to the big people for just a second. There is a reason for peeps. Okay, if you happen to be Greek or Eastern Orthodox, it ain't the Easter bunny. It's the Easter chick. Now, Easter eggs have lots of different meanings, and you'll hear about them. Okay? I am an old person, but I learned something new. And what I learned is Easter eggs are a way to remind us of what happened at Easter. Okay, we talk about the cross a lot, but we don't talk a lot about what happened after the cross. Jesus died, was put in a tomb. It was a hard place. You have a boiled egg. What's the hardest part of it? The shell. Okay. And one of the things that Easter eggs can do, you would be able to hear me, but 
the big people wouldn't, okay, is remind people of what happened. The egg in the shell was to remind people of the tomb. But then the tomb opened up. The people who knew Jesus that went to the tomb, okay, saw the clothes. You'll see in just a little minute, Wally. It doesn't work to tell people to have patience. It just makes them more impatient. Okay? Anyway. See the white? The white is a reminder that when Jesus went into the tomb, he was wrapped in white cloth. Some people call that a shroud. Okay? See, I'm not a good egg peeler. A long egg peeler is right. Okay. Now, all right. Now, things are mostly white, aren't they? That's to remind us of the, the clothes that, the, the cloths that Jesus was wrapped in. Okay. But what happened next was God brought Jesus back into the sunshine. Okay, so next time you eat an Easter egg, think of the story. When you break the shell, the tomb opens up. When the shell gets peeled away, you see the grave closed, and then you see that it's empty because Jesus is back in the sunshine. Okay? Okay. I'm not going to offer to let you eat my egg because it has peels all over it. <laughs> Let's have a prayer. Blessed Jesus, just remind us. Remind us that you're with us. God loved you so much that death could not win. And because death could not win, you went on to be with God so you would be with God to welcome us when we come to God ourselves. Help us, O oh Lord, especially to help each other. Hear our prayer. Amen. We don't have Easter eggs, but we do have treats. Oh, we can do noisy... Would, would one or more of you help us do noisy coins? And afterwards, Mike, we have a video for them to watch in the gym if they want. Oh, okay.
this? That would be wonderful because I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Okay, thank you. You notice who got up off the floor last? I don't know what happens next. I, I laid my bulletin down. <laughs> Thank you. Make some noise, girl. Thank you. That's what, the, that's what this offering is all about. Noise. Jesus, we celebrate the anniversary of your coming from the grave. In that moment, you gave us the greatest gift of all. You swung open the doors of the kingdom of God. And you said, y'all come. All we have to do is walk in. Oh, Lord, as we journey together, as we head for the doors, oh, Lord, you have blessed us in so many other ways. And from those gifts, oh, Lord, we bring these gifts. We put them in your hands. We ask you to bless them like you did the bread and the fish and make them more than enough. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our hymn of preparation for this morning is 322. 
sung. Digital music has its strong points, but digital music does not have an ear. You mean I don't have to recalibrate the record player? No. Because one of the things, you can, you can slow it down, Rick, or you can speed it up, but you can't add a breath like Martha does. Martha has a knack for knowing how to do that. <laughs> That's, hey, whoever, whoever, put, whoever did the digital recordings for the Methodist hymnal, okay, forgot that people need to breathe. Our scripture focus for this morning is the first verse of the 20th chapter of the Gospel according to John. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been rolled from the door. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So where's your head this morning? You know, I thought the kids did a really good job because the only day of the week that they get to sleep in, they got up almost the same time they have to get up every other day of the week to go to school. They did good. They were even nice to me. 
What's going on in your head this morning? Where's your heart? What's swirling around between your ears? What feelings have captured your heart? Where is Jesus in it all? And what does that Jesus look like? These may sound like strange questions to ask as we begin our celebration of Jesus' resurrection. They are not. They are the basic questions of our faith. And by that I mean that our faith that Jesus is risen from the dead. In our scientific 21st century, we have a lot of trouble with that. Some people have more trouble with it than others. How confused are you about how life is going? How crushed are your hopes? How beat up are your dreams? These aren't questions that are only for the big people. Little ones and the not so little ones. Life gets rough. The answers aren't clear. It's hard to know what to do. So how crushed are your hopes? How beat up are your dreams? How deep are you in denial? How much energy are you putting into escape and avoidance? You tired all the time? Sometimes it's age. Okay. Sometimes it's age. But one of the things that I discovered personally was when I was tired all the time, I was doing a lot of escape and avoidance kinds of stuff. There was something I was trying to get away from. Usually it was a head something or a heart something. How much are you putting yourself into facing the hard realities? How much have you thrown yourself into doing the dirty work to clean up the mess you're in? Those may sound like strange questions to ask as we begin our celebration of Jesus' resurrection. They are not. Those are the questions the people closest to Jesus faced while it was still dark on that Sunday morning so long ago. The resurrection story is about more than a mind-blowing miracle. It is about God at work in the dark. It's about God giving Jesus a new start. And it's even more than that. 
The resurrection story is about people. Most often on Easter we talk about Jesus. It seems important that we talk about the people around Jesus. They could not see what God was doing in the dark. Hmm. Sound like a familiar place? Even though Jesus had told them what would happen, those closest to him couldn't understand what God was going to do. Those closest to Jesus were doing escape and avoidance, literally. Okay? It's mostly the men. It was mostly the men that were doing the escape and avoidance. They were hiding. They were hiding from themselves. They were hiding from the people who had treated Jesus so horribly because they were afraid that the same thing was going to happen to them. And they were locked up in a room somewhere in Jerusalem. Now, ladies, you know who was doing the dirty work? The ladies. Okay? Who got up in the dark that Sunday morning? Okay? They decided to do the dirty work. And they set out to Jesus' grave to embalm him. They were going to do it proper. It had been done in a rush when Jesus was taken down off the cross. As my mother-in-law would say, they were going to do it proper. The Gospel of John focuses on Mary Magdalene. Excuse me. The only reason that we know her name is because she knew Jesus. You realize that? It's the only reason we know her name. Jesus healed her. It was dramatic. Whatever Jesus did touched her in a life-changing way. There have been all kinds of arguments about exactly what he did. In response, she became totally loyal to him. She made the trek from Galilee to Jerusalem. Okay? It's three and a half hours from Galilee to Jerusalem by bus now. She walked it. Probably carrying something on her back and something on her head. She stuck with him through the entire crucifixion. She followed his body to his temporary tomb. And she was among the first, if not the very first, to find the empty tomb. 
Mary went to Jesus' tomb in the dark. I'm going to keep repeating that. In the dark. It wasn't just dark outside. It was dark inside. If you've been to the grave of somebody you love, you know what I'm talking about. It wasn't just the early morning dark, it was the dark of a broken heart. It wasn't some romantic thing, it was smashed dreams. It was crushed hopes. She knew what she had to do that morning. It was what death demanded she do. It was what loyalty demanded she do. And most importantly, it was what love demanded she do. Jesus had radically changed her life. She had to wash and prepare Jesus' body for final burial. A friend had claimed Jesus' body. He took Jesus down from the cross. The dead Jesus had been hastily buried. Okay. The usual ritual was a thorough washing of the body and then packing the body in spices and then wrapped tightly usually in linen. It was no small task. When Jesus came down from the cross, he had been quickly wrapped in a shroud. It's in the Gospels. You can read about it. A few spices were wrapped with him, and it was done fast because... Sunset was coming. It was Friday. Friday sunset starts Shabbat, Saturday. It's the Sabbath for Jewish people. You don't do anything, including take care of the dead. So yes, Jesus was put into a tomb. It was borrowed. Can you imagine somebody coming up to you and, and saying, can I borrow your grave? It's not, you haven't bought yours? Oh, okay. Some of us have already done that. <laughs> okay, but can you imagine that? Somebody, can I borrow your grave? How long? How long? Okay, well, at least till Monday. It was after Sabbath ended. It was after the rules for a holy day were done. Mary and other women brought more spices. Then Mary went to give Jesus proper burial treatment. In each gospel, when the women reached the tomb, they found Jesus' burial was much more temporary than was intended. The tomb was empty. 
In John's gospel, it's almost like there was only Mary Magdalene and Jesus on resurrection morning. Others are barely mentioned. It's Mary who finds the tomb empty. It's Mary who gets Peter and the other person. Peter and his companion are no help to her at all. They go to the tomb. They got to see what this crazy woman's talking about. And that's not my description. That's what the disciples on the road to Emmaus said about her. They go into the tomb. They look around. John says one of the men saw and believed, but doesn't say just what it was he believed. There's not much detail there. They leave Mary on her own. Mary's darkness got even darker. Have you ever had that happen? When it looked like things couldn't get any worse, somehow that's just what happened. They got worse. That was Mary's morning that morning. It must have felt like it was her whole life. Mary didn't realize that God was working in the darkness. God was working the miracle of life. Jesus had talked about that miracle in his parables about seeds. You read John's gospel, there's the story of the resurrection of Lazarus, which happened just before the trip to Jerusalem. Jesus had talked about the miracle of life in his parable about seeds. The parable of the mustard seed most quickly comes to mind. The smallest of all seeds becomes the greatest herb. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like that. Jesus died in humility and humiliation. At his death, he was considered a nobody. He was next to nothing. Even his closest friend bailed on him. Not once, three times. He was put in a tomb. He was like a seed put in the ground. Jesus was planted. Between Friday and Sunday, God worked the miracle of his great kingdom, both in and through Jesus. God brought Jesus to life again. Nothing would ever be the same again. God made Jesus over again new, and Jesus came out of the tomb. When Jesus came out of the tomb, all of creation began to change. That's not my opinion, that's the Apostle Paul's. Old things began to pass away, all things started to become new. They began their change into the way God wants them to be forever. Mary was still too caught up in her own darkness to be open to what God was doing. The ancient language tells us that Mary wailed and sobbed.
She let herself be overcome by everything that had happened. She couldn't bear the thought of what else might have happened to Jesus. She assumed the worst. She assumed that what her head told her was the ultimate reality. She assumed that Jesus was dead. She assumed that his body had disappeared. Somebody had taken it. She assumed she would be denied showing her devotion one last time. See why I'm asking, where's your head this morning? Understand the reasons I'm asking, where's your heart? What's swirling between your ears? What feelings have captured your heart? Where is Jesus in it all? Has resurrection happened for you yet? Or are you still in the dark? You read through the Gospels, one of the things that you'll say, see is the woman who went to embalm her hero and best friend was in complete despair until she heard a familiar voice say, Mary, Our friend is here. He calls each of us by name. Amen? Can I get an amen? Thank you. Thank you. Our closing hymn is 310. Would you stand and join together in song?
with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Joyful Christians, lift up your voice and sing. Join me for the benediction. God, God lead, us lead us to, to the, the grave that, that is empty. Lead us into the garden of resurrection where we can meet our risen Lord. May we never again live as though you are dead. Amen. 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 Notice I gave you opportunity to breathe. Please join us for breakfast.